0: Welcome to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM, the Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Friday, July 16th, 2021, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing well today. It's been a very, very busy day. Uh, I was on Roland Martin Unfiltered today for two hours, and um, we talked about uh, the African American female, uh, voting rights activists who were arrested, uh, on Thursday, July 15th. You know, we talked about this story on yesterday's show. Uh, Congressional Black Caucus Chair, uh, jo- um Joyce Beatty, uh, was arrested, uh, at the, uh, Hart uh, Senate bill, uh, at the Hart Senate, uh, building. And, uh, Melanie Campbell of Black Civic, National Black Civic Participation and other African American women, female activists were arrested yesterday. Uh, so we've talked about this on yesterday's show. Today they met with Vice President Kamala Harris at the White House. So we're going to talk some about that. Uh, and then toward the, uh, at the end of, uh, uh, today's show on Roland Martin Unfiltered, we got the news that, uh, hip hop legend and pioneer biz marquee passed away at, uh, age 57. Okay. Biz Marquis uh, passed away at age 57. He had been in hospice, uh, for, uh, some time now. And, uh, he had type two diabetes as well. There was a story from, um, uh, TMZ, I posted the article from TMZ dealing with his passing. So we'll talk some about, uh, Bismarcky. Uh, he came out in 1989 with the song Just a Friend. Uh, hip hop, uh, celebrities are, uh, hip hop artists and celebrities are sending out their condolences. I was uh, sharing on my Facebook page the African History Network. I was sharing uh uh posts from uh, DJ Spinderella from uh Salt and Pepper. And on Instagram I was looking at posts from uh Big Daddy Kane and others are sending their condolences out to uh this Marquis family. Passed away at age uh 57, mm-hmm. the clown prince of hip hop. We first uh so Roland talked about this on his show today. He confirmed it with Bismarcky's wife. TMZ has this story also. Uh Black America Web. I shared the article from Black America Web dot uh, com as well, dealing with the passing of Bismarck. So we'll talk some about that. And then also Um, civil rights, uh, pioneer Gloria Richardson passed away today as well at, uh, age 99 civil rights activist Gloria Richardson. And there's a, uh, famous, um, there's a famous picture of her, uh, pushing away a, uh, it was the national guardsman. National guardsman with a rifle and the bayonet, and she pushes it away. It's a famous picture of her doing that from uh, July 1963. So, Gloria Richardson, civil rights activist, passed away today, also at age 99. So, we'll talk about. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Gloria, Gloria Richardson as well uh we'll talk about the meeting that uh African American female uh voting rights activists had with Vice President Kamala Harris today at the White House on our Sunday show um I'm going to share the excerpt of uh we we'll share a segment of Roland Martin Unfiltered from today we'll share that on our Sunday show because Roland spoke with one of the women who was in the meeting with Vice President Kamala Harris today, Melanie Campbell of uh, National uh, Black Civic Participation. And also we commented, he also went to his panel, I was on Roland's panel today. So he went to the panel for our feedback as well. So we'll share that on Sunday show. And all this is taking place on uh, July 16th and July 16th is also Ida B. Well's birthday. So happy birthday to uh, Ida B. Wells Barnett. She was a journalist. She was a teacher, civil rights activist, uh, anti-lynching, uh, pioneer as well, uh, f- uh, f- uh, fighting, um, for a, uh, federal anti-lynching bill. And she got involved in the anti-lynching movement in 1892. So there's a piece from, uh, history.com that deals with, uh, Ida B. Wells and how she got involved in the anti-lynching movement. Okay. Ida B. Wells and how she got involved in the anti-lynching movement, and we'll we'll talk about that uh, on today's show. Also, all right now. Um, so so we'll we'll talk about Ida B. Wells as well. Now, in the African History Network show we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now it's corrects wrong behavior, what you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you've been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you you can control the circumference of his or her actions because the mind can't do or teach what it doesn't know. Now, we deal with a number of different topics here on the African History Network show. We deal with current events in history and politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health, issue, health issues, and much, much more. Sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kim at KEMET, the to 22828, the to sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kim at KEMET, the to 22828, the to sign up for our email newsletter. Also, visit our website, African History Network.com. African History Network.com. Sign up for email newsletter. Um, the online course that I teach on Sundays, uh, Sunday 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. Uh, that class meets uh, this Sunday. Uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You can uh, register for that 10 week online course there. Okay, we deal with thousands of years of history and uh, we deal with uh, ancient Africa and deal with what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place and we go throughout the transatlantic slave trade as well. Okay. Uh, we also deal with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors, who take the teachings from ancient Kem and ancient Egypt into Europe. And this is going to bring Europe uh, out of the Dark Ages. And we're going to see what leads to the transatlantic slavery taking place. So if you go to our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, scroll down the page. You'll see the information for the, uh, we're here six days a week. Um, you'll see the information for the online course. Click on register here. Takes you to our, t- takes you to our, uh, our next page on our uh, Learn World, our um, online school. Click on Enroll, and as soon as you register, you can start watching the course content. So we do the classes live; all the sessions are recorded. All the sessions are recorded. Uh, so as soon as you register, you can watch last Sunday's class, and you'll be ready for um, this Sunday's class, two p.m. to four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Uh, We'll post a link here also so you can register for the course. Okay, uh, I want to deal with, I'm going to go to this uh, first story here. Now, the has a good article uh, written by April Ryan. So we talked about this story yesterday, and uh, we looked at the story from political.com. If you miss uh, Thursday's show, all these shows are archived at our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. And, and um, they're an audio podcast format. Also, download the iHeartRadio app. Search for the African History Network show. But Politico had an article, Black Caucus chair arrested during protests in Capitol complex. And um this, they, they were nonviolent. They weren't like the domestic terrorists on January 6th. OK, and most of them did not get arrested, even though many of them were beating up police officers and committing felonies and things like that. And yelling hang Mike Pence. Now, Congressional Black Caucus chair, uh, Representative Joyce Beatty, Democrat of, from Ohio, was among nine protesters arrested Thursday afternoon, July 15th, who were calling on the U.S. Senate to pass voting rights legislation, chanting in the filibuster and let the people vote. The group marched into Hart Senate into the Hart Senate office building and what Representative Joyce Beatty said was an effort to send senators a message. Now the Capitol group of around the group of around 20 people spent about 20 minutes in the building, uh, spent about 20 minutes in the uh, building before Capitol police delivered several warnings and restrained the protesters with zip ties. Uh, The police detained representative Joyce Beatty then led her and other protesters outside to waiting Capitol vans. The remaining protesters walked out of uh, the heart of uh, the Senate heart office building without being arrested. Now, d- these, um, uh, these, these activists today met with uh, vice president Kamala Harris, and they were discussing getting the uh, for the people act passed, as well as getting the John Lewis, uh, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act passed as well. So there's a good article on this. Now I have, I have not seen a lot of articles written about this meeting that took place. I know they talked about it some on MSNBC. We talked about it on Roland Martin Unfiltered today. Hopefully there'll be more articles written about this meeting because this is important. Uh, April Ryan has a piece for thegrio.com, African American owned and operated. Uh, media outlet, thegrio.com. Uh, Vice President Harris holds black women voting rights activists after arrest. This is an exclusive article to thegrio.com. America's first, uh, black and woman vice president compared the civil rights leaders to historic figures like Fannie Lou Hamer, Ida B. Wells, and others. And once again, we know today, July 16th, is Ida B. Wells' birthday. So from the big lie to the big fight, civil rights leaders are sounding the alarm this summer for as long as it takes for voting rights legislation to move in the U.S. Senate. Uh, The White House remains very concerned about uh, voting rights as the West Wing becomes a revolving door for meetings with advocates in the fight. Uh, Friday afternoon, President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris and staffers listened to what was happening on the ground from African-American women voting rights activists who represented uh, their respective groups in overflow numbers, who represented their respective groups in overflow numbers at the wooden conference table of the Roosevelt Room. Now, President Joe Biden dipped into the meeting which was hosted by vice president Kamala Harris and included a guest list of some of the most notable, uh, African-American women groups, women's groups in the voting rights arena. Uh, here's a picture of them here. We see Melanie Campbell. She was on Rolla Martin Unfiltered filter day, uh, Melanie Campbell in the purple. Um, we continue this on the other side of the break as well. Now, also, if you like to information, you support the African History Network, dollar sign the AHN show through cash app, dollar sign the AHN show through cash app, then also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, or at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay. This helps us keep doing the research down the air, keep broadcasting. We're here, um, uh, six days a week and uh, be sure to uh, join us Sunday. Um, Sunday, we're here 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Sunday, I'm going to share with you the excerpt of, uh, my conversation with Dr. Cornell West. Uh, he was a guest today on Roland Martin Unfiltered and I got to ask him a question about, um, uh, Dr. John Henry Clark and Dr. Yosef Ben-Yakinen and the conflict, uh, the, the, uh, criticism of, uh, dr west and from dr west and dr henry lewis get the truth gates uh, about the afrocentric scholars in the early uh 1990s okay so we'll talk about that on a sunday show all right you listen to the african history network show right here on 9 10 a.m the superstation the future radio i'm michael m hotel we'll be back in a few minutes
1: hi i'm joel wilson president and ceo of jcw computer consulting llc a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T Mobile, Microsoft 365, and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PC security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers. Printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voiceover IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215 879 6701.
2: Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our story, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows, black on purpose television network, subscribe now.
3: We all know the cannabis industry is headed toward an uprise in the past decade. What happens when there is a brand that brings this uprise in a blow? The cannabis industry welcomes her uprise. Hustle her hemp. Delivering excellence with pride is her watchword, and how you choose to embrace it makes it a priority. From cultivating rich cannabis into exquisite and tastefully finished CBD products to delivery, Hustler Hemp leaves no stone unturned. Hustle Her Hemp's mission is to empower women of color by building business and creating legacies, uniting beauty, health, and business. We are a pure definition of how we want the CBD industry to become in the future. While we are redefining innovation, we bring the same energy to improving the quality of life. Hustle Her Hemp is the new uprise.
4: The superstition, the choice-only African-American talk radio.
0: Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 M Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. It is Friday, July 16th, 2021, and we are live. Calling number is 313-778-7600 is the calling number if you have a question or comment. 313-778-7600 is the calling number if you have a question or comment. All right. Uh right before the break, uh, we were talking about the um the meeting that uh Vice President Kamala Harris had today with uh, um African American voting rights uh activists, African American female voting rights activists. Uh so we're gonna go to we'll go to that here in just a minute. Uh I want to yeah, I, I sent you this clip, here. Um, so while we get that queued up, we'll talk a little bit here about, uh, Biz Marquee. So th- th- there's a, uh, article here from, uh, TMZ. Uh, they were one of the first ones to break the news. Uh, Roland Martin uh, broke the news also on Roland Martin Unfiltered today. So, um, we'll share some of those comments, uh, on our Sunday show. Okay, because he went to his panel and I was on the panel. We talked to him about Biz Marquee. But if we look at this piece here from uh, TMZ, Biz Marquis dead at uh, 57. And we know we've lost a, a number of hip hop artists over the past few months. Everybody from DX to Black Rob. Uh, we know Shabadoo uh, from uh, uh, the Break In Movie. Uh, it's been a number of people who, who we've lost now. Rapper Bismarcky most famous for his iconic hit. Just a friend has died after a series of complications from diabetes uh, that he's been fighting for more than a year. TM- TMZ has confirmed a family source tells us uh, Bismarcky passed away in a Baltimore hospital at 6 25 PM Friday night. Uh, we're told his wife Tara Hall held his hand as he uh, took his last breath okay held his hand as he took his last breath now we know that um, a few months a a few weeks ago we know there was an article from Revolt TV and there was a rumor that Bismarck had passed away he had not passed away he was in hospice care but he was still alive okay uh, but he is been confirmed, uh, by his wife and, uh yes, he has, um, yes, he has passed away. Okay. So, uh, let's see, let's get that up. Okay. Now a family source tells us, tells us that Biz Marquis passed away in a Baltimore hospital. uh in the Baltimore hospital at 625 p.m. Friday night. We're told his wife, Tara Hall, held his hand as he took his last breath, and the nursing staff was there to support his family, telling them how strong he was through the fight. Now, a representative for Bismarck E tells us, uh, quote, we are grateful for uh, the many calls and prayers of support that we have received during this difficult time uh, Bismarck uh, created a legacy of artistry that will forever be celebrated by his industry peers and his beloved fans who, who, uh, whose, whose lives he was able to touch through music spanning over 35 years. He leaves behind a wife, many family members and close friends who will miss his vib- vibrant personality constant jokes and frequent banter. Now, TMZ broke the story that Bismarck, he was hospitalized last summer for an ailment. Uh, um, his rep told us was related to his type two diabetes. At the time, the rep said, quote, he is receiving the best care from an amazing team of medical professionals and we and we remain positive about the outcome, end quote. However, his condition remained somewhat of a mystery until April 2021 when Big Daddy Kane made an appearance on The Breakfast Club telling the show's host that Biz Marquis was doing better and in a physical rehab facility. Throughout his hospital stay, rumors swirled that Biz was in a coma, but uh, TMZ's source says that was never the case. Uh so in an outpouring of no support from uh the from the hip hop world uh and people are sharing pictures of I was on Instagram looking uh looking at uh people sharing pictures of them with uh themselves with Biz Marquis, whether they're uh in the industry or everyday people. I'm looking at uh a post I shared from uh, DJ Spenderella. Uh, a salt and pepper fame but salt and pepper fighter but I still like Spinderella anyway they did it wrong uh, if we look at this post here from DJ Spinderella then we're going to go to the clip Ed, uh, we'll go to the clip here from Roland Martin unfiltered and then we'll go to the phone lines uh, let's look at this here from DJ Spinderella uh, she said this one really hurts uh, okay so she shows uh, her with uh, Biz Marquis and we'll get some other responses on social media, uh, from, uh, some celebrities as well. There was some posts. Let me see. Uh, th- there was a post that, uh, Roland Martin, uh, shared. We, we shared that on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network as well. Let me flip over to that. Okay. So we continue to lose hip hop royalty. Uh, and, and a lot of these artists who are passing away are under 60 years old. Black Rob was like 50 51. Um, I think same thing with, uh, uh, DMX uh, right around that age as well. If we look at, let me see here. Okay. So we got this post here from DJ Spinderella. and, there was one. Okay. BlackAmericaWeb.com has a good article on, uh, Biz Marquis. This post right here from Roland Martin. Uh, breaking news. Biz Marquis has died. And let's see here. Uh, his wife has confirmed it. So, uh, people are, you know, giving their condolences and, and sharing their, uh, memories of Biz Marquis. Okay. I, I want to go to this clip here. So, uh, this is uh, Roland spoke with Melanie Campbell of the uh, National Black Civic Participation uh, today about the meeting that the group had with uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. Let's go to this clip.
4: We'll see. Joining us right now is the leader of the National Coalition on the Black Civic Participation, also the of you know, the Black Women's Roundtable, Melanie Campbell. Melanie, glad to have you back. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you were one of the folks who was arrested on yesterday. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you had the meeting with the White House today. Uh, how did that meeting go with Vice President Kamala Harris? Um, I think it was, it was a really engaging conversation, Roman, She was more listening, but you also uh, met with some of the other uh, staff and others from both the uh, president's uh, senior team and vice president's team, I think, was really important. Because it is Uh truly the, the one president at a time and it was vice president at a time. So it was good to have folks in the meeting and, and President Biden did stop to thank for, for, for coming. Uh and just wanted to say thank you for what we you know, have done in time to a lot these elections. But the meeting definitely was with uh, uh, Vice President uh, um, Harris. A little, a little one down rolling, so I apologize if I'm going to move tonight. But uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, it was... Um, it was engaging. Uh we spent a lot of time really talking, um we had some sisters who were in, in in our delegation who have worked in that White House. There's Dominion Moore and, and, and I Dashi uh with with two and, and just really uh making those suggestions and recommendations around using not just a bit of the pulpit, but using, but using all all uh aspects of what they can do. Uh, the whole of government approach, if you will, like they've done for um, uh, COVID, with, with done with um, ACA, with, with healthcare, with Obama administration, as an example of utilizing all means uh, from from the White House standpoint and the administration standpoint uh, to to think of ways that they can uh, get out out into the community and really carry this all the way through in engaging the American public and as and black women and for you, you know, uh all you do is put the story out there and for being there with us all day in that heat, uh, as well as when we uh get out of the action. Uh, uh intergenerational uh multi uh movement uh, of sisters uh and brothers uh, who came there to to, uh, to 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 make out we um I played this soundbite from uh, Natasha Brown where she said, uh, Look, uh, this is not the end. What took place yesterday uh, is the beginning, that there's going to be more of this. There's going to be more action. And, you know, when Vice the President Biden was he said he called on uh, external forces to do more. Uh, but the reality is, folks like you and Natasha and Nika Mallory and others, they've done more. Uh, this is where. Uh, the president must use the persuasive powers of that office to lean on these Democrats, uh, to do what's right. Because what we are looking at are efforts of Republicans to literally steal elections all across the South. Uh, yes, yeah, and, and we won't have a democracy. We'll have one party. We end up having a situation and not having federal uh, voting rights reform, uh, uh, and, and, um, Done, um because of the, the, the redistricting that's about to take place. You know, well, we had folks from your home state of Texas, uh, who, uh, you were know, there from, uh, the Texas delegation, the, the Texas Legislative Black Caucus, uh, stopped by our seekout, uh, that was at United Methodist Field in yesterday. And so we know that we are, we are, uh, this, this, uh, country is in a state of crisis, but we're not functioning that way with what is actually, it, it's not there yet. We have to, have to uh, engage the movement, uh, on this so that, as, as, as I said at the beginning, yes, we're doing it because what's happening with black people, but it's really the whole, the whole country is in trouble and, and, and folks need to know they have to raise their voices and challenge, challenge these senators, uh, to just leave. That's all we have to do, just leave. It's not leading to hide behind a, 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 a filibuster, you know. It's it, that's a process. That's part of the legislative process. That when when, when times say it's time to change it, so you can get some work done. Nobody, nobody. I don't believe the people in West Virginia said mention there to, to just um, hide behind that. But you know, I don't in West Virginia. So the people of West Virginia are going to have to really challenge this and, and speak up. And they sent him to Washington DC. No, uh, uh, the, one of the things that, um, as we, as we look at that video that, uh, from, from yesterday's action, uh, and, and it is important for people to understand, um, you know, why this matters. There's, there's somebody who's watching right now and they're saying, alright, you got these black folks, uh, and, like, this is the point I think right here where the cops were telling us we had to get back. Uh, people are saying, alright, you know, I, I see these actions, but our people those those checks that went out yesterday for child for, for for child tax credits. Those those checks don't go out if Democrats don't control the Congress. Exactly. Those checks don't go out. Uh, use the the, uh, the PPP additional PPP dollars. All those things. Those things don't happen unless you have like-minded people who are in office passing the legislation. And so for the people who are out here who say, uh, man, this vote doesn't matter. You can't see, you can't get public policy changes unless you change the politicians. Polly is the root word of both of those politicians and policy. Um, it's, it's the bottom line, brother. I mean, we, we, um, uh, took, uh, 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 can you still hear me? Yeah, we got you. We got you. I thought was popping up on my, on my thing. But, um, but, folks were elected last year and, and we risked our lives, a lot of us, to, to be out here, and many, many others, uh, to be out here. to yep, happen to mobilize and the people who showed up to vote. Um, and so, and so it's just the reality is, that if redistricting goes down with there a lot of folks in in the house uh that won't be back. And if and I for see this, if the house goes down, it's surely the possibility possible to say the I'm just saying when it
2: comes to the shift of
4: power last year, it is easily shift right back next year. And uh, that was a uh, my uh, personal thing I think that was because People voted for change, they voted for justice, they voted for, uh, I would not tell you, we knew there would always be backlash when there's forward progress for black folks, there's always a the pushback, but I would not tell you that I saw that clip of all that said that it would be this, um, did we, uh, lose belly? I think her Skype froze. All right, Dan.
0: Okay. Uh, pa- 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 pause it right there. Room. Pause it right there, Yeah, Go to clip two uh I, I sent you clip two, this what clip two. So um Melanie Campbell's talking about the meeting that they had with Vice President Kamala Harris uh today at the White House. And she was uh Melanie was one of the ones arrested yesterday at the um Capitol building at the uh Hart Senate uh office building. If we look uh some more at this article here from uh, TheGrio.com, while we get clip uh, number two queued up. Uh, so, the White House is said to be now. This is an excellent article written by April Ryan for TheGrio.com. The White House is said to be serious about voting rights and trying to build momentum by continuing its efforts to bring national attention to to controversial voting bills passed by Republicans in over a dozen states. And is actually, uh, I think it's 18 states now. Now, we know Vice President Kamala Harris was here in Detroit this past Monday as part of a listening tour, talking to activists and things like this, dealing with voting rights. Uh, If we look at this here. okay, so 18 states, 61 restrictive voting bills moving through 18 states right now. And uh, let me see. How many have passed? Um, 28 restrictive new voting laws have already been passed this year. 28 restrictive new voting laws already passed this year. We know there's been a a total of about 389 bills that are being pushed uh, by Republicans in 48 states. We see 61 restrictive voting bills moving through 18 states right now. Okay, thanks for calling. All right, I I need to go to clip two here. Um, um so after Roland interviewed um Melanie Campbell, then he went to his panel. Now on Wednesday show, we talked about how you had uh corporations, a hundred and fifty plus corporations, who have uh signed a letter in support of the John Lewis voting rights um uh, John Lewis voting rights bill. Okay. Now they did not, however, say that they were going to stop funding Republican candidates if they, uh, pass these voter restriction bills. Okay. See, they didn't say that. So the letter from these corporations is very weak, even though it's a little movement because they have been very silent the past couple of months. But it's still very weak. Okay, let's go to clip two.
4: Your President, uh, saying uh, what day are alphas going to join the eight alphas in Congress to do the same thing yesterday? Um, sigmas. Congressman John Lewis was a sigma. I yeah. wanna know, I wanna know when is Phi Beta Sigma going to call their members to have a civil disobedience in the Senate Heart building like you saw yesterday with Congresswoman Joyce Beatty or Delta and the Deltas who were there yesterday. I wanna know where, where, where are, where, when the Omegas are going to do that, when the Iota's going to do that. I wanna know when the Masons are going to do that. I wanna know when the, going to know when the black men are gonna show up. Well, you know, new question, Rowan. Um, and, you know, I talked about this um, with the protests uh, on my show uh, last night. Uh, and also, there were African-American men there. Okay. Now, I don't know how many got arrested. Uh, I think uh, 10. No, no, no. That's, um, let me be clear. There were black men who were there. Right. We walked along with them. I can roll a video. Right. I, but, but follow me here. Right. I agree with you. I don't want to – this is what I'm saying – I don't want, I don't want to see a sister the next one. I want to see a hundred, what I'm saying is, I want to see a hundred brothers. I want, I want the cappers to say to the cappers who are in Congress, we going to stand with you and we going to have a hundred, two, three hundred there. I want the, I want the Masons Mm -hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. Saying the same thing. I want the alpha saying, we going to pick this Thursday. I want right. to. I, I wa- I, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, right. I don't just want to hear brothers uh, make statements or send out press releases. I want to see them on the front line.
0: Oh, oh no, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and the show of force from those organizations as well.
4: And their colors
0: in their colors. Absolutely. I agree with that. You know, it, it, it's a few things. I, I talked about this on my show last night. The first question I asked is why were these sisters arrested and the domestic terrorists on January 6th or were arrested? Who who attacked the U.S. Capitol building? That's the first thing.
3: First
4: question I asked, number one. Uh, secondly, when you talked to, uh, to Melanie Campbell about where are the white people, one of the critical things here, and we talked about this last Friday, really, is we have got to expand this beyond just in general, a black thing, because see, when we talk about the 1965 Voting Rights Act, that automatically gets associated with African Americans. But what is at stake for white college students? What is that stake for elderly white people who go through mail-in ballots? What is that stake for Latinos and Asian Americans? Largely in this conversation is not talked about. So we have to expand that conversation beyond that and have that outreach to, to those different groups that are also affected. Because the Voting Rights Act is associated with Dr. King, John Lewis, things like this. Secondly, um, you, you talked about this here. I talked about it on my show. Wednesday, 150-plus corporations signed onto a letter supporting the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. But, but what they didn't say is any Republicans that vote for these voter restriction bills, we're not going to give you any more funding. That's what I see. That Your letter don't mean a damn thing if exactly. you keep sending those checks. Exactly. So, now, now, look at this. Compare the stance from corporations that they took Wednesday in that letter. And, that, and that's a little start, but we got to go harder. Compare that to the stance they took with the Indiana transgender bathroom bill in 2015 when corporations were talking about canceling conferences in the state of Indiana. NCAA came out. All these corporations came out. They were talking about withdrawing economic support. Not only did they do this, if you go study what happened, Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana. Corporations put so much economic pressure on Indiana, the state legislature within a week changed the law. That's how much economic pressure they put on us. So how is it you put, you come out hard for LGBTQ, but you silent for BLACK? And the same thing with North Carolina, when North Carolina had their transgender bathroom bill. You saw corporations take a much harder stance. So the second thing that has to happen is we have to collectively put put our foot up the ass of these corporations that are taking these little baby steps when when we see a history of them taking a much more uh, stronger stance when it comes to transgender people choosing which bathroom they want to use. And lastly... To to piggyback on, uh, or veggie back on Faraji's point, the reason why many of our people don't fight back is because many of our people don't think that we're fighting for. So we got to deal with the self-esteem issue and how we see ourselves as well.
0: All right, pause it right there. Pause it right there. We'll pick up this conversation uh, on our Sunday show. I'm going to share with you the uh, excerpt from Latasha Brown outside the uh, Senate building where they were arrested, as well as uh I'll share with you the comments uh from yesterday outside the Senate building, uh the, the Hart Senate building from Cora Masters Barry. Cora Masters Barry is the uh former wife of DC Mayor Marion Barry. And she talked about how she's um seventy-six years old. And she said, I was out there fighting for the 1965 Voting Rights Act. She said, I am mad because I'm 76 years old and I was out there fighting for the 1960 for the 1965 Voting Rights Act. She said, we got it. And here I am. I just don't understand why we are here. Because they keep. see Now, this is what I've talked about in understanding political self-defense. We don't understand the concept of protecting gains that were made. We don't understand the concept of protecting gains that were made. It's not just getting bills passed, it's understanding how to protect what you got passed. And because politics is a continuous process, politics is the legal distribution of scarce wealth, power, and resources. And the writing of laws, statutes, ordinances, amendments and treaties, their adoption, interpretation and enforcement. Politics is a continuous process. There are always people who are trying to take away what you have because they perceive your gain as their loss. So it's not always about what someone can do for you. It's also about understanding how to block and stop what people are trying to do to you. We must understand political self-defense and understand how to protect gains that were made, how to, one, assess the gains were made Two, how to protect gains that were made. This is something that most people don't understand. All right. So we'll talk about that some more on Sunday show. Now, um, we were talking about Biz Marquis um, and we'll talk a little bit more here. Uh, about Bismarck, he passed away at age uh, 57. Uh, hip hop legend, DJ, uh, actor, um, the uh, clown prince of hip hop, uh, Bismarck. Uh, I want to go back to this piece here from uh, TMZ. Uh, let's go back to this here. Okay, so uh, Bismarck, the Washington Post has a, a good article about Bismarck black America web uh, as well. We'll talk uh, some more uh, to uh, on our Sunday show. We are here for two hours on Sunday. Um, and I, I don't think I'm really going to go into overtime. I did two hours on rolling show today. I'm here for this show. I've got to teach two classes uh, this weekend, one Saturday and one Sunday online classes. Um, so uh, I have a lot of work to do now. Born in Harlem, uh Biz marquee made a name for him nationally and internationally. In 1989, when his single, Just a Friend, became a uh, top 40 hit in multiple countries and went platinum. Okay, I was watching some of that video uh, today. Uh, The rapper's career took off after that. He acted, did comedy, DJed and produced music. Uh, The last time uh, we got biz was at a reagan national airport in dc where he joked about the unique way he paid off a debt to 50 cent uh, uh to a uh, hip-hop artist 50 cent and um uh 50 cent okay so Bismarcky uh passed away age 57 now also um gloria richardson uh as well civil rights activist uh gloria richardson uh passed away today as well there's a piece from the Associated Press here that uh, talks about Gloria Richardson. Many people have seen this iconic photo uh, of Gloria Richardson. This is from uh, July, 19, uh, 1963. Uh, Gloria Richardson an influ- influential uh, yet largely unsung influential yet largely unsung uh, civil rights pioneer um whose determination not to back down while uh whose determination not to back down while protest protesting racial inequality was uh, captured in a photograph as she pushed away the bayonet of a national guardsman uh she has passed away at age 99 okay and this photo is from july 21st 1963 gloria richardson uh, head of the cambridge nonviolent action committee pushes a national guardsman's national guard guardsman's bayonet aside as she moves among a crowd of African Americans to convince them to disperse in Cambridge, Maryland. Uh Gloria Richardson, an influential yet largely unsung civil rights pioneer, uh whose determination not to back down while protest protesting racial inequality was captured in a photograph. Okay. Now uh, Taya Young, her granddaughter, said Gloria Richardson died in her sleep Thursday in New York City and had not been ill. Uh, Taya Young said while her grandmother was at the forefront of the civil rights movement, she did not seek praise or recognition. OK, she said she did it because she said she did it because it needed to be done and she was a born leader. All right. Okay. Uh, we're out of time here on 9:10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. Uh, if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network. Dollar sign the AHN show through cash app. Dollar sign the AHN show through cash app. Also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Uh, those watching on, on Facebook and YouTube, we're going to keep going for a couple more minutes. We'll talk a little bit about Ida B. Wells. Right now it's correct. Wrong is Not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you Sunday. Peace. Stand by, everybody. Let me disconnect this call. Stand by. All right. Okay. Uh, So you can support us through uh, Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN Show through Cash App, or uh, through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN Show. This helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting six nights a week, uh, pay some of the bills, et cetera, be sure to register for the, uh, 10 week online course that I teach ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Maafa understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. This class meets, uh, 10 consecutive Sundays. Classes started up, uh, Sunday, July 4th. Okay. We meet again, um, this Sunday, 2 PM, the class meets 2 PM to 4 PM Eastern standard time, 2 PM to 4 PM Eastern standard time. Okay. Uh so I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles, video clips, uh guest speakers, everything. We do the class live, all the sessions are recorded. We deal with thousands of years of history and what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. So right on the homepage of our website, scroll down, click on register here, then click on enroll. You'll see the information uh you'll see it there as soon as you register you can start watching the content okay and you can join us live in class uh if you miss any of the uh class you can go back and watch it over and over again this archive even after the 10-week course is over with you still have access to the archived content you can go back and watch the classes all right um so we deal with ancient africa ancient kemet uh ancient egypt nubia uh ethiopia uh the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans, known as the Moors. You deal with what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We deal with the African presence in the, in the Americas going back tens of thousands of years. And a um, uh, reference Dr. David M. Hotep's book, The First Americans Were Africans Documented Evidence. The First Americans Were Africans Documented Evidence. Um, he actually spoke to our class on uh, June 12th. Okay, so. Uh, when when you register, you'll also get the uh, content from the class, uh, the Saturday class that, that I'm teaching, and that Saturday class, um, we have classes one through ten archived, so you can watch that as well. Okay, you can watch that content also. Okay, now I have a new class that I'm putting together in. Uh, In the next day or so, uh, we'll upload it so you can register for this new class. This new class is going to meet on Saturdays, Saturdays afternoon, probably about 3 p.m. It's going to be uh, a 10-week course. It's going to look at the history from 1865 through 1965 up until about 1970. So we'll look at about a 100-year period of time Um, from the end of slavery through Reconstruction, 1865, 1877, Jim Crow era, Plessy versus Ferguson, 1896, Grandfather Clause, 1898, Mississippi State Constitution, uh, 1890, Williams versus Mississippi, U.S. Supreme Court case, 1898, which challenges the, the, uh, poll taxes and literacy tests of the, um, of the Mississippi State Constitution. U.S. Supreme Court rules that it uh, does not violate the Constitution, those poll taxes and literacy tests. Other states are going to adopt uh, similar uh, laws in their state constitutions. We'll go through World War One, World War Two. We'll go through the Great Migration, 1915 and 1970. We'll go through the Civil Rights Movement, Emmett Till, Montgomery Bus Boycott, uh, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, Nation of Islam, Malcolm X. Dr. King, Black Panther Party for Self Defense, Kwame we will go through history, and each class will look at a 10 year, approximately a 10 year period of time. So we can see how we got here and see these historical events that took place that got us to where we are today and understand the laws and policies that were put in place and understand these historical events, these movements, et cetera. Okay. So that's going to um, we'll have that ready you can register for that in a couple of days. that's going to meet that's going to be a ten week online course. Uh, if you're interested in that course, email me at ahn show at africanhistorynetwork. com show at Network dot com So as soon as I have that uploaded so you can register for it, I'll email you uh, that class will be um, eighty dollars. And um, all the the content will be archived also. We'll do it live. It'll be archived as well. Okay. uh, Very quickly here. Uh, Today is Ida B. Wells' birthday also. Okay. Uh, Ida B. Wells' Barnett. And there was a. uh, Article here from. uh, Blackpast.org about Ida B. Wells. There's also one from history.com, which deals with how she got involved in the anti-lynching movement. Uh, We'll probably talk some about that on Sunday. But if we look at this here quickly, Ida B. Wells Barnett. So activist and writer Ida B. Wells Barnett first became prominent in the 1890s before uh, she brought international attention to the uh, lynching of African-Americans in the South. Uh, Wells was born a slave in Holly Springs, Mississippi in 1862, 1862. So this is during the Civil War. Uh, at the age of 16, she became primary caregiver to her six brothers and sisters when both of her parents succumbed to yellow fever. After completing her studies at Rust College, where her father had sat on the board, Uh, of trustees before his death, Ida B. Wells divided her time between caring for her siblings and teaching school. She moved to Memphis, Tennessee in the 1880s. Now Ida B. Wells first began protesting the treatment of uh, African-American Southerners on a train ride between Memphis, uh, Tennessee and her job at a rural school. The conductor told her, She must move to the train's smoking car. She must move to the train's smoking car. Uh, Ida B. Wells refused arguing that she had purchased a first-class ticket. Uh, The conductor and other passengers then physically removed her from the train. So this is like Rosa Parks before Rosa Parks. This was Ida B. Wells. Uh, Ida B. Wells returned to Memphis. She hired a lawyer and sued the Chesapeake and Ohio Railroad Company, okay, the Chesapeake and Ohio Railroad Company. Now the court decided in her favor awarding Ida B. Wells $500. The railroad company appealed and in 1887, the U.S., the, the Supreme Court of Tennessee, 1887, the Supreme Court of Tennessee uh, reversed the uh, previous decision and ordered Ida B. Wells to pay court fees. Now using the pseudonym Iola, I-O-L-A, Ida B. Wells began to write editorials in black newspapers that challenged the the uh, Jim Crow laws in the South. She bought a share of a Memphis newspaper, the Free Speech and Headlight newspaper, the Free Speech and Headlight newspaper there in Memphis, Tennessee, and used it to further the cause of African-American civil rights. Now, after the lynching of three of her friends in 1892, as known as the Moss Store Murders in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, 1892, Ida B. Wells became one of the nation's most vocal anti-lynching activists. Kevin McDowell, Thomas Moss and and Henry Stewart owned the People's Grocery Store in Memphis, Tennessee. But their economic. uh, But their economic success angered the white owners of a store across the street on March 9th, 1892, a group of white men gathered to confront McDowell, Moss and Stewart. During the ensuing scuffle, several of the white men received injuries and authorities arrested the three African-American business owners. A white mob subsequently broke into the jail, captured Calvin McDowell, Thomas Moss and Henry Stewart and lynched them. Now, incensed by the murders of her friends, Ida B. Wells launched an extensive investigation of the lynching. In 1892, she published a pamphlet called Southern Horrors, Southern Horrors, H-O-R-R-O-R-S, which detailed her findings through her lectures and books, such as a red record in 1895, Ida B. Wells countered the quote unquote rape myth used by lynch mobs to justify the murder of African Americans. Through her research, she found that lynch victims or lynching victims had challenged white authority or had successfully competed with whites in business or politics. They had challenged white authority. She found many she found many lynching victims had challenged white authority or had successfully competed with white men, basically in business or politics. As a result of her outspokenness, a mob destroyed the offices of the free speech a newspaper and threatened to kill Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells fled Memphis, Tennessee, determined to continue her campaign to raise awareness of southern lynchings. Ida B. Wells took her movement to England and established the British Anti-Lynching Society in 1894. She returned to the U.S. and settled in Chicago, Illinois, where she married attorney and newspaper editor Ferdinand L. Barnett in 1895. 1895 is also the year that Frederick Douglass died. Now, Ida B. Wells Barnett also worked to advance other political causes. She protested the exclusion of African-Americans from the 1893 uh, 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 World's Columbian exposition in chicago and three years later she helped launch the national association of colored women in 1909 i'da b wells barnett was a founding member of the national association for the advancement of colored people the naacp she also actively campaigned for women's suffrage now she died in chicago in 1931 at the age of 69 so happy birthday to i'da b wells i was born july 16th 1862 all right, look, we have to get out of here. Uh, remember, the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now, it's correct your own behavior. Uh, register for the online course that I teach on Sundays. We have the information at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in the school. And as soon as you register, you can start watching uh, the course content. And then we also have a new class that's going to start up on Saturdays dealing with looking at um, history after slavery ends from 1865 to about 1965 or so. We have that one starting up as well. Email me at AHNshow at com if you're interested in that uh, class looking at history uh a uh, hundred, uh, looking at that 100 year period of time, that's gonna be a really good class, okay? Because uh, we're gonna be able to, it's gonna be 10 weeks, 10 consecutive Saturdays, and we'll be able to zero in on about a 10 year period of time each class, about a 10 year period of time each class. So we'll be really able to delve in to this and understand this history and how this history still impacts us today. All right. Okay. So we got Damon. Thanks for all your effort to improve our minds and soul education. Thank you, my brother. All right. Thanks, Damon. Damon, Robert, uh, Jelana, uh, everybody watching, follow us on our Facebook fan page, the African history network, the African history network and our, YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I M H O T E P. Click on the uh, uh, like button, the thumbs up button uh, on these videos, okay? So they perform better in the algorithms. Uh, when you follow us on Facebook and YouTube, be sure to turn on live notifications so you know when we go live. All right, we have to get out of here. Remember, right now is correct it's wrong behaviors, not over till we win. we kind of forever. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, Sunday. Okay, Sundays. So we're Monday through Friday, eleven p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time, and Sundays nine p.m. to eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. These shows are also an audio podcast format. Download the iHeart Radio app. The iHeart Radio app. Search for the African History Network show, and wherever you get your podcast from, search for the African History Network show. We're on uh, ten different audio podcast platforms: Stitcher, Castbox, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, FM Player, TuneIn. On a number of different podcast platforms. All right, we'll talk to you. Um, we'll talk to you Sunday. All right, peace.
2: Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black-owned streaming television network in the world, bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our story, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music, black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now.
0: For 25 years, the Black History One-on-One Mobile Museum has carried on the rich legacy of the black museum movement in America by showcasing original artifacts of the black experience at colleges, universities, K through 12 schools, corporations, libraries, conferences and cultural events, making it the most traversed black history mobile exhibit in American history. Dr. Khalid El Hakim is the founder of the Black History One-on-One Mobile Museum, and he is a highly sought-after public speaker on topics of Black History, Social Studies, Education, Museum Studies, Hip Hop, and Race Relations. Dr. Khalid was named among the changemakers for NBC Universal's Erase the Hate campaign and listed as one of the 100 Men of Distinction for Black Enterprise. He recently founded the Michigan Hip Hop Archive on the campus of Western Michigan University. The Black History 101 Mobile Museum is currently scheduling in-person and virtual exhibits nationwide. For more information, please contact Dr. Khalid Al-Hakim directly at 313-645-4197, 313-645-4197 or visit their website at blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. That's blackhistorymobilemuseum.com. You can also email him at bhistory 101 at yahoo.com, history 101 at yahoo.com.
1: Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, president and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365 and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voiceover IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701.
3: We all know the cannabis industry is headed toward an uprise in the past decade. What happens when there is a brand that brings this uprise in a blow? The cannabis industry welcomes her uprise. Hustle her hemp. Delivering excellence with pride is her watchword, and how you choose to embrace it makes it a priority. From cultivating rich cannabis into exquisite and tastefully finished CBD products to delivery, Hustler Hemp leaves no stone unturned. Hustle Her Hemp's mission is to empower women of color by building business and creating legacies, uniting beauty, health and business. We are a pure definition of how we want the CBD industry to become in the future. While we are redefining innovation, we bring the same energy to improving the quality of life. Hustle Her Hemp is the new Uprise.